Joining us now on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline, a member of the Seahawks defense that had a nice bounce back day. Frank Clark is with us. How are you, Frank? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. Appreciate you taking a few minutes with us. And I would imagine uh, just being a part of that defense after Baltimore yesterday felt very, very good and, and probably much more familiar, right? Yeah, just getting back on track. You know, that's the main goal. What would uh, what, you guys talk about? Is, was last week, Frank, kind of the the same thing, or was it a little bit more urgency after uh, after the Baltimore game, or did you guys just get back to work and just flush that and say, hey, look, this is what we gotta we gotta concentrate on going into this week? I think you said it um, there, right there. You hit it on the head. I'm just getting back to Seahawks football. Um, I feel like you know against Baltimore, you know we played into their hands a lot. Um, we gave them everything they wanted. The mistakes on our end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mishaps, um, not executing the way we should on defense. Um, just everything, you know, you can do to lose a game we did last week in Baltimore. And um, this week, even this week, you know, we it wasn't peaches and cream. You know, it wasn't, you know, what um, many may have thought it would be. You know, it wasn't, it was a slugfest. You know, Washington, they came in um, throwing the ball, airing the ball out. And, um, you know, they were able to punch out a few runs at the end of the game. They had two big passes, explosive passes to the um, to the running back um, Brian Robinson. He played a hell of a game. But um, like you said, at the end of the day, we were able to win as a team, as a complete unit. That's the name of the game. Um, offense, you know, did their job. Geno game winning drive. DK DK had over 40 yards last the last um, drive of the game, and um, that was all crucial to us. You know, being able to win the game, have some young players step up once again as they've been doing the whole season here. Um, big, you know, Lil Spoon, he had another huge play, stripping that ball out um, from the quarterback on the on the run. And, you know, as we've seen, you know, these plays all, you know, cap, cap, uh, catapulted us to victory. Hey, as far as your return to Seattle, does it feel like, hey, I'm picking up right where I left off, or things seem a lot different than last year were here? What's that transition been like? You got a lot of things different, but, you know, a lot of things are the same. You know, and when I say the same, I mean in a good way. Um, you know, foundationally, that's the most important thing. Um, and Coach Carroll, what he's done, you know, Coach Carroll, along with everyone else, John Snyder and everybody else, you know, what they've been able to do is build a program here um, that, that the one thing about it is consistent, you know, whether it's, you know, in the type of players they look for, you know, in the type of, um, you know, the, the, the theme behind the whole program and being in competition, everyone competing every day. Um, you know, that's the central theme of the program since I've been here, since, you know, before I left, it's always been that, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, it's a certain standard that, you know, coach wants to see you practice at. You know, that was instilled in um, me, I know, as a player from day one, and me entering the NFL. Um, and, you know, as you can see from the type of players that's been, you know, through this organization. So um, I feel like everything we're just doing is, you know, catapulting us to do that success. Hey, Frank, I, I thought it was funny, your comment when you came back. You're like, I don't need any more playbooks, man. You've been in the league for nine years, and, you know, all the, the, the things, you know, you learned here before and in, you know, Kansas City and, and Denver. But uh, what – how big of a difference? Is it just a matter of, like, relearning, like, the terminology, or what was it like coming back biggest, here? That's the biggest thing. You know, as you – you know, I'm going on, like, my second full week being here and, and being able to just learn the tech, you know, terminology, understanding the playbook. You know, it's a few D, the DC changes, and usually when the DC changes, that's usually when you find, you know, the change, the big changes happening. Um, you know, it's an, it's a different DC, but 
same coach that I had before. So I had Coach Hurt, as you know, for two years. Um, I believe that was still at 17, 18. And then, um, you know, of course, he ends up becoming a defensive coordinator. But he still is my coach in a sense. He still coaches, um, you know, my position group. So I'm still able to work hand-to-hand with Coach, um, you know, Coach Hurt on a few things. But um, it's just the only difference is just like I said, when you go to another system, I was in Coach um, Spagnolia's system for the um, last few years. When you're in that system, you know, you learn a different type of football. You learn, you know, it's different schematics, different terminology. And um, just getting back here, just learning the different terms, you know, it's just going to allow me to play faster. Um, and I know it's going to click, you know, at the right time around here, and it's going to click when they need me most. Hey Frank, what's uh, what's your take on Boye Mafe? We were just talking about him, a young guy who's you know just finding his way in this league, and he sets a franchise record with a sack in seven consecutive games. He's just sort of quiet out there. He's not very animated, but he just is consistently productive. What, what do you see as a veteran when you look at this guy? I love everything I'm seeing in him. Um, he's one of my favorite young young guys in the league, actually, um, since he came in last year. I mean, you know, he's a Big Ten guy, so anytime you're coming out of the Big Ten, I, I can I can kind of you know give you the give you the mark, you know, and say that you're gonna be playing some good football. I understand that the Big Ten produces the best defenders and, and pass rushers. Um, if you're looking for a defensive end, um, as you can see, we have a host of them from Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, all the way down to the Boy Mafes and, you know, and so on as we're talking about. But Big Ten, Big Ten, Big Ten. But at the end of the day, um, you know, Boy Mafe, he's continuing to shine, man. And that's what you want to see as a young player. I remember um, being in my, what, after my first year, going into my second year, um, after my second year, actually, I think I had like 10 sacks or something. And Cliff Averill looks at me. And I thank Cliff Averill and Michael Bennett because they were so hard on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, after that second year, they looked at me and was like, I had 10 sacks. You still got to do more. You know, you still got to be consistent. You still got to be able to show up to work every day and do the same thing every day, you know, when you get tired. And um, that always stuck with me. Um, and I always thank Cliff. Every time I see Cliff, I was like, hey, yo, thanks, man. Thanks for you know, telling me it wasn't good enough and telling me, you know, I needed to work hard. I need to be more consistent. You know, it made more sense nine years later. Did you see Cliff down there yesterday? Of Frank? course I did. Yeah. He came this Cliff, man. He got that old school Seahawks jacket yeah. on. You know what yeah. I mean? Come on. <laughs> hey, uh, you, you talked about, uh, I think you called him Little Spoon, which I think is funny. He's not a very big dude, but, man, that guy can play. Kind of tell us a little bit about – he is such a unique player, man, and he, he just seems like uh, he plays much bigger than he is and just all over the place. Have you, have you kind of – is he still just a rookie to you or you've you got some affection for that kid? I mean, I feel, yeah, I might have affection for him, but he's still a rookie. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do your time in the NFL to get, you know, to earn those type of stripes. You know, every you're a rookie until next year plus three. You know how it go. Yeah. But um, he's doing his thing. Um, simply, you know, as a young kid in this league, it's already hard enough to stay focused. It's hard enough, you know, it's hard to make plays. But um, he's doing. Since his number's been called, he's just been immaculate. Um, he's playing everywhere. You see him at corner. You see him at nickel. You see him blitzing. You see him in coverage, sticking on, um, sticking guys, dog. Like he's doing. He's playing some great football right now. And then, um, you know, it's just the confidence too. You can see the confidence as well. You know, yeah. anytime a guy makes plays or if, if a guy gives up a play, you don't see him down on himself. And that's those are key things you want to see in players. You know, because your coach is going. to Throw you out there in the fire. He's gonna like 
test you and see if you're ready to play this game. You know what I'm saying? If you're ready, if you can, you know, stand out there with the big dogs. And um, as far as I'm concerned, from what I've seen and what I've watched, um, he's done nothing but that is um, withstanding the fire. So I feel like, you know, the challenges are going to get deeper as, you know, we go into season. This is the second half of the season. As anybody who knows football, this is the most difficult part of a football season. Um, injuries increase. The, you know, the job becomes more tenuous. You know, guys start thinking about, you know, plans for the off season and stuff like that. But um, this is a time where, you know, the cream of the crop rises, and we'll see that. Hey, Frank, before we let you go, after you left Denver this season, you were, you were hanging for a bit. Did you have Seattle on your mind right away when you were, I assume, talking to your agent, or were there other 100%. teams? What, what were you thinking? Yeah, 100%. I had Seattle on my mind even before I went to Denver. Um, Seattle was actually one of my favorites um, before Denver even came in the picture, honestly. Um, I was talking to Coach Hurt. You know, I was talking to some of the guys. Ben had a relationship with um, Q with Diggs and um, Ben had a relationship with Jaron, obviously, um, and a host of other guys, man, Coach Hurt's relationship. But, um, you know, I had been wanted to come back um, and make a, you know, make my return to Seattle. But things, you know, didn't go that way in the beginning of the season, unfortunately. But that's just how it goes, you know, the business side. I'm not, you know, I try to stay away from the business side and stay on the, you know, the football and the playing side. But um, the business side of it didn't go as we wanted to. That's what happens sometimes in this game. So, uh, you know, I had to go to um, Denver. You know, I had I learned some lessons there. I met some great people there as well. Um, it's nothing against their organization, nothing against that. But I just think it was time for me to be back home, back where, I, you know, I started, my career started. And, um, you know, so I can give back to, you know, the team that brought me in, you know, the guys that brought me in, um, be around a group of guys that I felt comfortable with and somewhere I can play football like I like playing. Well, I, th- I think the fan base is excited that you're back. I'm sure your teammates are even more excited. So good to have you back, man. Congrats on the win, and, and we wish you nothing but the best uh, coming up through the rest of the season. Thanks so much for the time, as always. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks, Frank. There you go. There's Frank Clark. Our Seahawks player spotlight is presented by Quantum Fiber. Good to talk to Frank.